0: the chemist wear our spring frenzy sale and get up to half price off big brand cosmetics.
1: This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Firstly I'd just like to
2: apologise to all Australian supporters a lot of people have travelled here I'm sure a lot of people have stayed up late at night and uh, you know our
1: performance wasn't up to the standard that uh, is required and I apologise for that I take full responsibility for it.
0: The throw long. Got a rolling more off the back of the line out. It's going to be hard to stop
1: from here. Morgan has it in possession. Morgan falls. Morgan scores. There it is. Shut the door. Book your tickets. Australia have had an absolute debacle here in Lyon. Jack Morgan scores the try. Wales bring up 40 points. An historic and ruthless victory. For the Welsh against the wallabies. So dream. Why won't you wait for me? As lonely as it might seem. Oh, my soul knows the best of me. SOTA, so soda the dream stay is true. Yes, welcome to Izzy Kempy for Breakfast, S-E-N-Z. Hope you're having a good Tuesday morning, 26th of September. It's just after 6 o'clock here on uh, Izzy and Kempy for Brekkie. Uh,
3: Kempy's looking uh, upbeat today. A little, little bit fresher, I've got to tell Fresh. you. Fresh. Oh, oh, mate, I was, I was running on pure adrenaline yesterday morning. Did well. Oh, no. Thank God Thank God we were only on to half past seven, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if it would have lasted any longer than that. How about those hour and a half shows? They just go like that, don't oh, they? Aren't they? And especially with the World Cup on too, and then going home and watching Eddie Jones, absolutely lose the plot again in that uh, presser after they going down forty to six. I events. thought he was quite tame,
1: Kimpy. It's hard to slog the same horse and come out with the same. Uh, you know, little headline. He got a bit and, of weight on him, mm, innit? Looks tired. Yeah, looks under pressure. Oh yeah, plenty going on. Going to Japan, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> he he did shape. That interview in the way it, it should be directed, because a lot of the conversation was about that interview, pre-World Cup. So This is
3: pre-World Cup, apparently, Kempe. I know. It's uh, it's a tough one, you know, like like we were talking about this morning, we sort of getting a, a look at rugby in New Zealand in a crystal ball, mm. but they're only wearing yellow jerseys, you know what I mean? I'm, personally, that's what I think. I think... You know, with this review that's going on in NZR and everything that's happening with NPC, Super Rugby, our All Blacks are sitting uh, in second place in a pool. Um, you've got to remember, like, let's, let's be serious about it, they're World Cup winners, Australia. Mm, mm. So they're yep. actually World Cup rugby winners. They've And 20-odd years ago, they were at the top of the game. We, we couldn't beat them. Not just know. one. No. Twa. So, yep, so... Uh, the. When you're looking at what's going on there the thing that happens straight away is go man we need to we need to get moving because hmm. we need to do something about our game and i know that the review comes out and and, and yes there's positives out of reviews but um i read a bit about that re- re- that report um there's a couple of things in there that are a little bit dodgy for me um when you when you're taking ownership off the game it's very very scary uh and yeah, when you're looking at it, what what's happened to Aussie at that international level, that trickle down effect across the game, because now they're going for everyone. They're going that the the the, uh, the CEO has to go. You know, all the coaches that have been sacked. The the new chairman of the Australian board, McLennan, has to step down. Um, but still, they don't talk about the game.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's hard because Phil Wall's only just been, um, you know, given the role of CEO. It'll be hard to really point, point the finger right at him. But Hamish McLennan, the chairman, he is at the forefront of this mm. situation. He's the one that gone and, and got Eddie and gave him the job and seen it all unfold. And then the way they went around about it with Dave, Rennie and co. And you think back to the results last year, Kempy, They they beat Wales at the end of last year. They lost to France by a couple of points. They were still competitive. And this is with a team that has been devastated, rocked with injuries throughout to experienced players, and that was the excuse given to them. They never had an opportunity to have their full crop on Mm. the field. Now, they've made their own bed with selections, with the situation they're at. So Hamish McLennan has to be the man that's on the chopping board at the moment.
3: Yeah, has has, has his head uh, firmly on the block. And, you know, I read that stuff about Dave Rennie and, you know, where he got the team to, and, and in the context of, you know, him being... Um, punted and Eddie Jones being hired, you've got to feel sorry for Dave Rennie, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, you know, with a new coach and a new philosophy and new strategy and all that, and it just hasn't worked. It mm. just hasn't worked for Eddie Jones. It hasn't worked for Australian rugby. And if there is a positive to take out of it, it's exposed exactly where they're at. And you've got so many. You know, the other thing about it is, is you've got so many players and ex-players that go back decades talking about. Mm. Um, the sport so it's not it's not an overnight issue it's just that at the at the forefront of it you've got uh, McLennan and uh, Eddie Jones you know who, who are leading the ship and, and rightly so that's who everyone's talking about but yeah what's your space for me it, I'm a little bit uh, frightened of what that means for New Zealand rugby because we're actually getting an opportunity to see it unfold and how it's unfolding and if uh, as we know everyone's been talking about it well. All the lead, all what the way through the lead up to the World Cup is where is New Zealand rugby, and the, the question should be where is New Zealand rugby in reference to Australian rugby?
1: Yeah, well that's that's the question. Dame Patsy really came out yesterday with her first comments in regards to that review that was posted in a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we'll talk about that throughout the show as well, Kimby. But you're right, David Campisi is absolutely livid because he's spoken about this. He's gone to the powers of B. And he spoke about his concerns, where the game's going, you know what should be done about this current situation in Rugby Australia. And don't get me wrong, we're not going to sit here and berate them because reality is we got our, we're heading in the same direction where you just alluded to. But uh, 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 there's a lot of <laughs> it is a difficult. It's hard for me to say it because with New Zealand Rugby to be competitive, we need Australia to be competing. Yeah and we need them to be competitive and as you know it's, hard, it's easy for us to just get into them and, and throw the dagger in them when they're hurting but the reality is I do feel for the people across from Australia because Without them being competitive, and th- this isn't just about Australia and New Zealand at the moment, and yeah, you know, from the review, there's talks of where do we go now, it's not sustainable, provincial rugby's dying, You know, do we support provincial rugby knowing and that potentially we won't play people overseas. Mm. We're playing everyone in our own backyard, so we don't get that international exposure. Oh, there's just so much to to get through there, Kimpi. but um, we've got a big show we're gonna tap into it throughout the morning. We've got Christy Doran coming up after seven o'clock to to talk about that current situation with the Wallabies. You gotta give take your hat off. Tip your hat to Wales and Warren Gatlin for that performance. Forty to six at a World
3: Cup. And and, and just on that, mm. like Warren Gatlin, mate, where was he eight weeks ago? Yeah. Like he was saying mm. if I'd known about what I was taking on, I probably wouldn't have taken the job <laughs> and they come in and beat Aussie by forty to six. So put that in context. Mm. Yep, leading that pool with Fiji,
1: heading through to the quarterfinals. All right, we've got a Who Am I for today there, Kempy and everyone out there, Double eight, double three. If you know the answer, we've got a $100 Adidas voucher, golf voucher up for grabs, getaway with Adidas Golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash getaway underscore with underscore golf. T's and C's apply. Clue number one, I was born three months premature, and weighed just one pound. My father named me after an icon (laughs) in my chosen sport, I was born three months, premature, and weighed just one pound. My father named me after an icon in my sport. If you know the answer, double eight, double three. And after eight o'clock, we're also going to be talking netball. It's a bit of a dire day, really, but that's all right. We love to have these conversations because there is a lot of concerns out there in regards to our chosen sports. All right, it's time for this.
0: Round one, fight.
1: Wow, oh, interesting news. It was a hell of a headline day there yesterday, Kempi. I was doing some scrolling and I thought, what's oh, Izzy done? Not me. <laughs> so <the> other Izzy. <laughs> Israel Anasanya pleads guilty to drink driving. And you think, wow, because United States, with all their problems with gun laws, mm. they stamp down on GUI driving under influence so the repercussions from this and what did you make of that headline mate?
3: Look when I saw it it sort of made me think about his preparation for his last fight to be Mm. brutally honest I thought you know um, leading into that fight if he was oh you've got to take you know he's become such a, a superstar and I'm I remember Dana White saying, "You know, this guy here can take the mantle off um, Conor McGregor just the, with the way that he he polarises the the fight game out of the ring, and maybe just maybe as he um, Adesanya has actually let the the ego get the better of him yeah. and the partying and the and the mixing with the wrong right, wrong crew and not really knuckling down and get, and wanting to get the job done and he did look underdone, mm. you know, in that last fight. So uh, when I read that, I I, I felt genuinely sorry for Izzy, you know, like he, you're listening to him getting to the top. Um, this is the start of a, a downward spiral if he doesn't get out there and deal with it. So a lot of work for them in that in that team in, in city kickboxing to get Izzy back on on track. Um it's not a headline that you want. No. You know, and it's and a lot of a lot of people have been through it. And and it's, of course the other part of that too is his profile. You know, you, you soon realise that you're not uh, you're not Ungettable. Mm. Just because you, you Izzy Adesanya, you still can be um can be charged with with that that drink driving um stuff, and it and it be a like a real shot across his bow, I think. Mm. And does he come back from it? Like that's what I'm looking for is the next fight. Like what happens to the preparation? When I read that straight off the bat, I went, uh, he just didn't prepare.
1: Yeah, and he had probably a lot going on in his mind, eh? He looked, yeah, just didn't look the Izzy that we were used to against Sean Strickland, and still don't know. What's going on, kids? Yeah boys, uh, with this, uh,
0: you're probably wondering, you know, is he, has majority of his fights outside of Oceania going over to the States or wherever he may go to fight. So this uh, influence would not stop him travelling into another country, but he would need to declare it. So the bottom line is, on its own, one DUI, arrest and conviction, is not ground to deny someone into another country. So... You're right, Kempy. if he can uh, flip this around now and, and get ahead of it while he can, he will be sweet, but uh, another infringement, and as he's uh, trapped in New
1: Zealand for a wee while to come. Yeah, look, at the, he's got to be a good boy, he's got to be well behaved at the moment, because you've know, you got to think of the United States, any little misdemeanour over there, and they love to punish you, yep. particularly a DUI, I think, every state's okay, except for Arizona with a DUI um, yep. conviction, so... I was doing some reading, he's potentially gonna get off, but then you look at Conor McGregor and what he's done, mate, and he still hasn't been stopped going <laughs> to the United States, so I'm pretty sure he will be fine. So is he? He'd be a good boy for the rest of your uh, the rest of the couple of, next couple of years, my friend. All right, kids. Let's Round go. Two. Hannah Wilkinson mm. gets a red card over the weekend for smacking the assistant ref, Kempi. Not a good look. No. For young, aspiring, up-and-comers that love the game, frustrated. If you haven't seen it, we'll be on the socials everywhere. She just swings around, a bit of frustration, and clips the assistant referee and then gets red-carded. Kempy, have you ever done anything like that? No,
3: not by putting a <laughs> hand on a referee or a touch judge. And, and I saw the footage um, not looking good for Hannah Wilkinson. We had her on the show not long ago. Um, and she was seems seems to be in a really good space, but frustration got the better of her. Mm. You know the the way that she lashed out is going to be frowned upon. Uh, talking to kids this morning, like possibly missing out on the Olympics is a is a serious threat mm. to her. This could actually be um, something that she just doesn't make it back from. You know, given her age and and the stage in her career. Uh, it's really unfortunate but the evidence is actually there for everyone to see mm. uh, and lashing out um, how they look how they found down upon it they're in the limelight too at the moment with all this Spanish stuff so something else to come on the back of it they'll be they'll be really disappointed. Um, in, in and around, you know, another international polarizing that that female sport. So coming out of a World Cup, you've got two big stories at the moment, and, and unfortunately for us, one of our girls down here in New Zealand is going to be leading it for a while.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not great news, and it's not great viewing to be to be honest, because you know young kids growing up and they're seeing one of their their role models doing something like that. I know it probably didn't intentionally mean it, but frustration can creep in and. And you tend to make mistakes that uh, you wouldn't be accustomed to. So Hannah Wilkerson gets red card. I'm sure more will unfold from this. Kids. Round three. Is rugby in the South a dying breed? What's the solution, Kempe? We need Australia competing.
3: Yeah. And, and oh, look, I've been pretty vocal on this. I, I think, you know, before uh, Rugby Australia, you saw it with... New Zealand Rugby League. Mm. So down here we've seen Rugby League die, um, in in a number of forms. You know we've had three semi-professional competitions. We had a Auckland Rugby League back in the day that rivaled any NPC game, and and now we basically have a, tor- a tournament-based competition around the country that, and that's all that we've got. But then Rugby Australia come out and they're they're world champions. You know they've they've been at the top of the game. They've competed against the All Blacks, and we find them. Now, uh, as of yesterday, being towed up by Wales, who you have got to argue in the Six Nations is probably right down the bottom of mm. that that comp, um, and gives you a, gives you an honest reflection of where that that game is in that country. I personally, I th- I think if you look at what South Africa is, South Africa bit the bullet, yeah, and said no, we're out. We mm. can actually see, mm. so you gotta, you got to ask the question, could they see what was coming? Yeah. We need to change our game, mm. all right? And they're headed into the World Cup, and they're still one of the favourites to win it. Um, I think the arrogance has to be shifted aside in New Zealand uh, as far as rugby union goes. And I, I'm not just talking, you know, we are... Uh, the fa- the 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 inner fabric of of sport in this country. I th- I think the Warriors have shown you you're not. Mm. You know what I mean. You were at a golf tournament and all Black Jews went for five hundred dollars. Uh, uh, Warriors Jews went for two and a half grand. I've never ever heard of that before. Mm. Um, but it gives you an analogy of where the sports are in this year. And I think I think the arrogance has to stop. And I think the innovation has to begin. Yeah. And you need and you need you need answers real quick. Double eight, double three
1: is Southern Hemisphere Rugby, a dying breed. If you have a solution, what would you need? We need Australia competing. And if they're heading in that direction, there's already a review that's come out and we're, you know, probably pretty damning evidence that we're heading the same way. So we'd love to hear from you. And Chris Doran after seven o'clock, will talk to us as well. All oh, right, I guess this one's a doozy. Round four?
0: Round <laughs> we four. Got, it's triple three, Round but we'll make it a fatal four. four. You, can, you,
3: can, you can pull my voice off, mate. <laughs> Round
1: four. Here we go. <laughs> Round four, mate. <laughs> Step aside, Dan Carter and Honour Carter. There's another super couple coming around. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey is the lead sports story in the USA. They are a couple. Seriously. She <laughs> headed along to Arrowhead. She heard his voice Been thrown around on the social media. And she turned up with Travis Kelsey's mum to watch him and support. And Patty Maho's post-it said, I've never felt so much pressure knowing that I've had to throw a touchdown to Travis Kelsey because he just kept staring at him, staring at him throughout the show because he wanted to show-off.
3: Entertainment, Power eh? Power couple. Entertainment at the highest level. <laughs> leading the news today, uh, Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey. I'll tell you one thing she needs to do is get her... Um, her wardrobe her wardrobe people and have a chat to Travis. Because mate, did oh, you he see didn't like the that? gear? I like that <laughs> see. Oh, oh, that's cool. Hey Kim, I don't know if you've heard this word, but it's called swagger. Oh, yeah, what in your eyes? <laughs> do you walk in with that on, son? <laughs> come on, you'll be yeah. swaggering straight back out of this building.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. But mate, he come out on social media and he he threw out some burly, and well, Taylor Swift is bitten big time. So there you go. there plenty to talk about throughout the show. Keep those messages coming through. We'll talk. We'll, we'll announce one of those. Uh, talk about those a couple of minutes time and. Keep your answers coming through for who am I as well. You're listening to the Enkembi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day. Yes, welcome back. 626 on a Tuesday morning. Call anytime, time 0800 150 811. will keep those messages coming through on the Temper bedpost text machine double eight double three. Tristan from Canterbury wants to have a chat about Southern Hemisphere rugby. Tristan, what's going on, mate? Yeah, how you
4: going? Yeah, um, good, thank you. Honestly, I just want to have bit of a chat about, well, obviously Australian rugby, but it's mm. going to lead down to obviously us as well, but I think the answer is pretty simple. We've been sort of saying that for years, to be honest. Australia just need to ditch the yeah. two teams and go back to the three in Super Rugby. Like Since the Rebels and Force have been added into it, obviously the players have been sort of spread around. They've struggled. Like Australia hasn't really been good for about at least the last decade, mm. but they need to go back to the Reds. Uh, Waratahs and Brumbies and then that way, because you look at those Super Rugby teams, they're just dominated by Kiwis yeah. and the New Zealand teams playing each other, that doesn't help us, and it obviously doesn't help them, so they're not, they don't have that winning culture, so when they go into the Aussie team, they haven't had any success, but you know, they're not getting any pressure put on them because they're not playing finals apart from the Brumbies but I mean, um, yeah they're not, they're not there consistently and most of the time the super rugby is a bit of a farce really like it's only really between the crusaders Mm. and top new zealand teams most of the time and the brumbies are sort of the only one holding the flag up but they've got to do something there they've got to yeah i I just think they have to get rid of the rebels firstly and fourth they've just got to bite the bullet there because if it carries on like that australian rugby is not going to get any better and changing coaches Mm. like i mean you could back coaches as you know, constantly, but it's not going to make a difference. The problem is much deeper in the grassroots and stuff like that, and it, it's, they don't have any, they just don't have a winning culture. They go into that Aussie team, and then when they play good sides like Ireland, France, or South Africa, or whatever, they get found out, and we're going to go down that same road as well, because if Australian yeah. rugby's not strong, we're going to struggle. Mm. So, you know, we need them... You know, we need them to be strong. So the first thing they need to do is look at their super rugby teams before they start sacking
2: coaches.
1: Couldn't agree more there, Tristan. And and Hamish McLennan has always spoken about it. These conversations have been had for a while. I know Colin Mansbridge from the Crusaders has spoken about it openly on Twitter and said that, but the arrogance of Hamish McLennan, and we've just seen what's gone on at the moment. Australia, New Zealand are gonna be amongst us, the Super Rugby. We need to expand our Super Rugby to be competitive. So they already gone. The North doesn't work. What is the fitting solution, the genuine solution, if we're gonna have an inclusion of another union?
4: Oh yeah, I'm not too sure there, but I think the other thing that we need to do as well is um, allow to sort of start picking players that go overseas as well, cause they get exposed to Northern Hemisphere Rugby. Hmm. You get the likes of Richie and and Lester going overseas. You know that we can't pick them next year. You know, like things like that. We, we have to. We kind of have to be bold and be a, being able to do that because players are going overseas now, and, and we're only really. You know, we need to pick the best if we're going to do any good if you
1: know what I mean. Yeah, no, I'm hearing you Tristan, thanks so much for your call mate you take care, have a great day and cheers for tuning in to and Kempi for breakfast. 0800 150 811 James Fong Whanganui has given us a call, we'll take a wee break, come back with some headlines and we'll get to you as well but keep those messages coming through on 88833 uh, rattle a couple of those off as well Kempi, so stay tuned, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota Together Shaping and Building New Zealand.
0: Three minutes past six here on SENZ. Thank you, Auntie Aroha, for bringing us the news. Few uh, headlines, boys, just before we get to James on 0800 150 811. Keep those calls coming through. Uh, I thought let's just uh, power our business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. And, boys, the women's marathon world record was absolutely obliterated over the weekend. Don't know if you saw the stagger. I saw that. Some paper shoes. It was indeed. The new uh, Ultralight, they're the Adidas. Super shoes, the Adios Pro Evo One, eight hundred bucks a pair. Eight hundred bucks a pair. So what they what they're made out of is uh, is a little bit of carbon, mm. right? And it's made for single use running. So the first five hundred pairs that were sold, mm-hmm. uh, that they, they were sold to marathon runners. They will become uh, widely available this week uh, in New Zealand. So. I know you know your people at Adidas, Dagger. Maybe you can uh, hit well, you one or run. two people. I was going to say, <laughs> like, me, me pretending like my knees can handle a run and I'm only run. 21 years old as well, Dagger. So same boat there for what, that one. Uh, what, but do, what do they just
3: like disintegrate? over a marathon they, or they something. They
0: wear down over time. Yeah. It's not like they, once you cross the line, it's like these shoes will self-destruct you know in run 10 fast? seconds. But like
3: one, one, run,
1: like they one race. They might burn if I ran them. <laughs> I just, you life. know,
0: I shouldn't have done this or I find it
3: ironic that we're talking about running. You know? But <laughs> Don't anyway. put me in your
1: category, Kez. I'll making it a comeback. Tell you, I, I tell you what, <laughs> you spend
3: 800 bucks on that pair of shoes they lasted for 10
0: years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make them last, eh, Uncle Jeepers, <laughs> Hang them up on a shelf, just uh, frame them away there. But uh, two hours... Twelve minutes, uh, won the Berlin Marathon in two hours eleven fifty three. That needs uh, to be an investigation. That's illegal.
1: <laughs> no, <not laughs> into these <laughs> shoes <laughs> so It's like the I controlled conditions.
0: Project. remember, yeah, back in the day. Anyway, all right, let's get off, off, um, off, off running for a bit. Let's talk about something that we do know. The NRL. <laughs> Uh, the referee's boss, uh, Graham Ennisley, has confirmed that Walsh's pass was forward. Really? Don't think Same that anyone time. was debating that, were they really? Unless you live in Brisbane. Uh, I don't think you really were debating that, that uh, that pass was forward. But honestly, the NRL's head of football competitions, he addressed the embarrassing blunder, and we've all heard Sammy Hewitt kick up about it. Uh, that clip went absolutely viral, Kempe. But uh, look, they're considering... Giving the bunker the power do to rule on forward passes. Bunker's got just everything else.
3: Just get on with it. Yeah, that's like Valandis has come out. I'll, I'll tell you what, Valandis would be embarrassed hmm. from from Saturday night watching watching that after the offici- officiating um, debacle. The other thing, like, make them accountable. Like, make them sit sit there and talk like the coaches have to do and the players have to do after the game and explain how they come up with that decision, so that the public can actually say, "Well, you got it wrong." You know or um, just just rule on it go to the bunker straight away say it's forward pass Hmm. go back
0: yeah it seems like a complete no-brainer there kempy but they have addressed that um ball tracking technology in the near future
3: unlikely yeah and i and i totally agree you have to leave that stuff alone otherwise we just the game's going to stop there's gonna be so many stoppages
0: if the bunker has the power to do everything else the forward pass Seems like an absolute no-brainer. And I've seen a lot of people saying about how, you know, the Warriors would have got thumped anyway besides that forward pass. But it is a genuine momentum switcher during a mm. game of, of, of any kind of uh, form where you chuck around the pill, isn't it, yeah. Dagger? I mean, in a, in a rugby game, you know, if a forward pass happens and it's a blatant forward pass, you know, the, the frustration that you get from that and all, all the momentum seems to be sucked out of the environment. And I think that's what happened to the Warriors. So fair totally. play to uh, Gray for for saying that they'll have a look at it. Will they do anything? Probably not. But anyway, boys, uh, Trades and Builders, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. That's me for the hour. We'll see you next one.
1: Thank you, Keza. And uh, let's cross to Whanganui. James, he wants to talk super rugby or rugby in general. Morning, James.
2: Oh, morona, morona. Um, Yeah, I just got some... Well, my thoughts around rugby, Southern Hemisphere, Australia Mm. and New Zealand, has now got to the point where where our market is really just us two countries. South Africa left you know and it's also increased uh the irish rugby you know they went to the urc yeah um which has really helped them but it's left us to ourselves so i only really see a solution where all the players play throughout the comp mm-hmm. the talent is spread around it increases the competitiveness because if australia is always losing their fans just aren't going to switch on and yeah. we've already seen the tv deal money has dropped dropped in australia you know when you look at the afl and the real competitive and the real tribalism over there, and they're signing $4.5 billion TV deals, the NRL selling big TV deals. We need an asset, and the asset is a competition. From week to week, kids can tune in and watch and see their teams be competitive and see players, you know, across the board uh, all being able to have a go. But it's just tough that if New Zealand continues to win all the time in Super Mm. Rugby and you know the Crusaders just win and win and win and becomes a farmers
3: league who's yeah. tuning in for that nobody is hey james do you see a full time professional competition um like the like a let's just say for argument's sake cuz I, I say like a 27 week competition like the nrl but if you look around in europe they've got the the, the top 14 they've got the europe uh, the english uh, premiership do, do you see something like that possibly working up. in new zealand
2: not in new zealand alone it has to be New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. And if we spread the talent amongst all the teams and maybe a little bit of private money as well, a mm. uh, little bit of private money to help with the contract, help with the money. And, and if we have, say, how many teams in Super Rugby now? 14 or something? Yeah. If we have 14 teams with New Zealand and Australian talent throughout all of them, and then we have coaches, there's 14 coaches that are needed in there, maybe the New Zealand coaches stay a little bit longer. Um, You know, we help develop Australian players with our coaches. You know, there's, like, New Zealand coaches are over there as well, helping develop their players. Um, They're playing with better players. Everybody's playing with better players. Some Aussies might come over here. I think if we have, say, even, like, a 24-week comp, from March to, say, like, August or September, get rid of the Rugby Championship. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Because South Africa's gone anyway. They're not going to help us. What point is that? Let's play them every other three years, like all the other uh, Northern Hemisphere teams. Three test series against Australia. Let cup, that's competitive. Because if all the players are spread out throughout the comp, and New Zealand is strong, and Australia is strong, and it's competitive, and, you know, it's not 20 years of winning it, but Aussie wins it as well sometimes. It's not going to be good to lose it, but, you know, if they win the cup, then, it, then the fans will come back because they can see their team being competitive. So, well, that's, you know, that's how I see it. 24-week 24, 24 comp, mm. top six, top eight finals. You, I think it's the only really, yeah.
1: Do you know what, James? Like, I'm going to take my New Zealand hat off here and put my United hat off, uh, on and say, you're probably on the right, On the right, on the money there. You know, like, spreading the talent around to help Australia, I've seen as no, an absolute no, why would I want to help them? But to help the game and to be competitive on the world stage, I can do that. I'm at peace with that. And, and just one question before we let you go, my friend. Uh, I came on earlier in the year and said we need to include another, another international country or another you know, union from a, abroad. And I've gone and said Japan. Now I think about it a bit more. It's probably not the right thing to do at the moment. No, nah, I, I don't think so either.
2: Hmm. Like, I don't really see, you know, like South Africa, as dominant as they are, World well Cups they very rarely win the rugby championship. Mm. You know what I mean? And then like helping Argentina and Japan, it's not really building for us in New Zealand because there's bigger things to think about. If we can keep the fans in, then the kids are going to be watching. If the kids are watching, then we're going to keep the players in the junior level that are going to filter up. I just think that at the moment, if we're losing players to the NRL, because my son loves rugby, Mm. but he loves watching the NRL. He doesn't watch rugby as much. But he'll watch highlights of the NRL even though he doesn't play Leeds. But it's just more around, you know, what kids are talking about and the hype and the different players. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that getting rid of this rugby championship would be one thing and just having a three-game series of Australia year in, year out, and then the Northern Hemisphere Tours, and then the World Cup.
1: Beautiful, James. It's
2: kind of like, I don't know if that's the solution, but...
1: Nah, it's, 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 it's something to think about. It's yeah. something to think about for sure, mate. We appreciate your call coming through. Passionate as always, James. Thanks so much. You have a great day, my friend. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If you want to be like James and have a call, let us know. We've got plenty of messages coming through as well. But, well, it's getting close to Wednesday, and my TAB account rolls over tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting because Tony Kemp seems to forget that I'm on WhatsApp and send through his multis, or I just don't listen. I don't know. It's one or the I other. I think it's a ladder.
3: <laughs> I, I definitely think it's a ladder talking about Because you got paid on, on the fight. weekend, I eh? got paid, mate. Yeah, I actually, going over to Aussie, I had time on the plane to do a little bit of study and put out a, a six-leg multi, multi and anchored it with my boy, he just asked me as a top four, um, and got paid. Got paid big time. Uh, I just want to touch on a little thing here that everyone's missing I, about this rugby thing, Okay one little thing they're missing. If you think about this, AFL and the NRL have one hell of a fight on their hands at the moment. Mm. To see who is the premier, pre, premier competition, you need to jump in that fight. Like, it's that simple. And if it means that rugby has to go to the bigger market and the the, the millions in Australia to, to run competitions where Kiwis have to go and play in it, then we have to do it mm. and build pathways. Because that one competition that Trisha made then, that my son watches in NRL, is because you're not in the market, you're not in the fight. Well, you saying New Zealand rugby teams move over to Aussie. No one's watching rugby in this country. You tell me how many blokes are watching rugby in this country. Oh, I'm sure. Like, you just have a look at Auckland playing Taranaki on the telly up there. Oh, that's. MPC, it's dying, Kimby. Yeah, that's my point. Who's watching Super Rugby? Not many. That's right. So you need to see with AFL and NRL, everyone's watching it. You need to be get some some innovators in and and actually bite the bullet, get rid of the ego, and say mm. actually we might need to move our market to the bigger market. Yeah. Yeah, I hear. Let's say the Barretts, uh, for instance. The Barretts might go, Well, I'm going to play in a different team because I'm being bought and offered the contract. You know, like who's been just offered that? Reese Walsh has been touted out at $1.2 million. He's going to $1.2 million to the best team. He ain't going, I'm going to play for Wellington or Taranaki. Mm. He's going to be bought. And that's where you need you, to go.
1: You just hold that conversation because we're going to get your love, Racy. You've just interrupted me here. <laughs> and, uh, Kimpy, you've just gone off on a tangent. And we'll come back to this conversation, okay, because this is a great conversation that we'll have throughout the day. All right, Kimpy, you need
3: to give us a tip, and then we'll come back to your little debate, all right? <laughs> love, Racy. Love, Racy coming up.